guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Daily Dose of Tech podcast. In today's episode, we'll be going over um, uh, monitors and uh, keyboards and mice and all gaming peripherals. Uh, so we're just going to be talking about you know some mid, low, high range um, price points and what you'd be looking for um, in that area. So yeah. So when it comes to PC peripherals, there are definitely some that are uh, more important than others. Like for most people, it's definitely more important to put mo uh, money in something like a monitor than in a headset just because in most games, it's easier to play with good visuals and a cheaper headset than with, you know, a terrible monitor and really, really good headsets. Not always, but that's just, you know, general consensus. But we're going to start off with um, monitors. So... With monitors, there are a couple of things that are really important. So there's obviously the pixels. Um, you want to have, at the very least, 1080. 1440 is really nice, but um, the more pixels you get, the more graphic, the better graphics you're going to get. And then along with pixels, there's also hertz. Um, and basically the way to explain hertz is it's how fast your monitor refreshes in one second. So about average is 60 hertz, right, Josh? Yeah, so when it comes to hertz, um, you got different levels you can buy. There's 60, 120, 144, and I think, Grayson, you said you have a 175 hertz. Um, 165, yeah. Yeah, 165. So um, really the only thing is, uh, you know, 60 hertz, it means your computer is going to refresh at 60 frames per second. So that means, um, you know games run in frames so in counter-strike right or any other game um if i'm running on a 60 hertz monitor if somebody's peeking a corner um i will see them on a 60 hertz monitor um i will see them um later than i would on a 120 hertz monitor right just because it's slower refresh rate so that time where he's peeking me um that time where he'll actually load in is slower than that 120 or that 144 now people are always wondering you know well, I've heard that the jump from 60 hertz to 120 is huge, so isn't the 120 worth it? And in my opinion, yes. I have heard that it is true. Um, the 60 versus the 120 is huge. Uh, I still have a 60 hertz monitor. I've never used a 120. But um, they did a study online, and people have said it's really that 120 hertz that's that, you know, uh, the the good spot to be in because once you get from 120 to the 144 or 165 it's harder and harder to notice that stuff so if you're really looking to be you know competitive in certain games then I would go with the 120 right um and I think it kind of depends what you want so if you're just looking to you know have fun gaming and you don't really care about doing well you're not super competitive then go for more pixels and less frequency. You know, like or like 60 hertz is playable. It's not terrible. It's not like, you know, uh, it, you're not experiencing massive frame drops and crap with 60 yeah. hertz. Like, it's I still mean, good. for me, I game competitively on 60 hertz. Um, and I wouldn't say it's the best thing in the world, but I do fine, so... Right, um, but if you're if you want to go competitive, not necessarily uh, like actually go competitive like on Twitch or YouTube, but if you just want to play at a competitive level, mm -hmm. I would definitely say that Hertz is more important than pixels, um, as long as you have 1080 pixels. Now, 780 yeah. lower pixels, that's that's pretty rough. But um, as long as you've got you know 1080 pixels, uh, I would say go for that 75 that 120 hertz monitor um i personally have a 165 i didn't buy this monitor because it's 165 hertz that was just an added bonus 
I can't tell the difference between a 165 and a 144 um, whatsoever. I can tell the difference between a 165 and a 60. So I would say as long Absolutely. as you, if you want to go competitive, as long as you get above 75, I would say that you're pretty much golden, but definitely shoot for that. Um, right. And another another thing to look at with monitors, this is definitely a smaller factor, but um, is milliseconds. So uh, monitors are... Their response time is measured in milliseconds. So, you know, something that has a five millisecond response time versus a one millisecond response time. Um, basically, what that means is if you go, you know, if you press the, the W key to move forward, it's going to take longer on a five millisecond than on a one millisecond to actually register that change. But milliseconds is a lot um, more of a minor factor. I think if you're looking at monitors for gaming, Hertz is definitely the most important um, feature, and milliseconds is kind of just a bonus um yeah i mean when it comes to gaming obviously you're not going to want to pick a super super laggy monitor but most monitors you're going to buy are going to have such a low refresh rate that you're really not going to notice a difference the difference between one millisecond and four milliseconds is really really hard to tell um so in my personal opinion the biggest thing is look for a high refresh rate and if you're buying used you can actually usually get a 120 hertz monitor at 1440p for a fairly cheap price. So um, if you're willing to buy used, I would go for something in that range. So another uh, important factor for monitors is size. Um, size is measured from corner to corner. I would say for gaming, don't go any less than 24 inches just because then it gets really tricky to see. Mm -hmm. um, you can go all the way up to things like you know massive 60-inch curved monitors, but that's pretty much all personal preference. And then there are also yeah. other features like a matte screen versus like a glossier screen and then curved monitors, but those are pretty much all personal preference, right. so we're not going to discuss that very much. Right. When it comes to that, really all you need to know is you want to stay in the in the middle range. Um, as Grayson was saying, if, if your monitor is too small, it can be kind of a pain to see details, especially if you're playing far range or anything like that. But if you go with something really big, like a 32-inch or something like that, um, the... It'll be right. You you you'll have to actually like look left and right to see things. So I have a twenty seven. It's fine. Um, it, it just depends on what you're looking for, you know. Right. Um, and some good brands in monitors are Acer, Asus, and Dell. All those brands are very high quality. Yeah. Um, there MSI are other brands. Some good ones too. M MSI makes some pretty good monitors. They're definitely not as nice as Asus or Acer's generally, but um, they're still a good brand. So. The monitors that we're going to recommend, um, the lower end is the Acer R240HY. Um, this monitor comes in at about $110. It's 24 inches flat screen monitor. It's 1920 by 1080, 60 hertz, 4 millisecond response time. So pretty solid all around. Um, nothing out of extremely out of the ordinary, but they're all pretty, that's a pretty good option. Our mid-range option is the Asus VA27EHE monitor. This will come in at $150. Uh, it is 27 inches, which is a really good size for monitors. Um, it's also 1920 by 1080, but it's 75 hertz and 3 millisecond response time, so definitely a little bit um, better specs. And then our high-end monitor, and this is currently the monitor that I'm using, great monitor, never had any problems with it, is the MSI Optics AG32C, which is $250, but it's a 32-inch curved monitor, uh, 1920 by 1080, 165 hertz and 1 millisecond response time. So it's a very good monitor for the price that you pay, and um, I've never had any problems with it technically, and I've owned it for probably about a year and a half. Yeah. 
So if you have the money, I would definitely go for that mid option over the uh, lower option just because you get 75 hertz. But if you don't, that other Acer monitor will do you well. All right, so let's move on to keyboards. Um, when it comes to keyboards, there's a couple things that you want to keep in mind. Uh, the biggest one is for gaming, is it mechanical? And um, what kind of switches are they using? RGB is always nice, of course. You know, if you want the lights, that's fine. But that doesn't really affect your performance necessarily. So, right. um, you know, biggest one, you hear Cherry MX a lot of the time. There's different kinds of switches. There's Cherry MX Blue, Cherry MX Brown, Cherry MX Reds. Um, so Reds are going to be like the highest quality uh, switches usually. Um, if you're buying any normal uh, gaming computer, not from some weird brand. Um and then you've got blues and you've got browns. Now, a lot of people would say they don't notice much of a difference between any of them. Uh, I would definitely say you could notice the difference between browns and reds. Um, yep. But if you don't really care all that much about that really mechanical feel, I would go with the cheaper option. The browns are really fine. Um, when it comes to keyboards, there, there's one other thing. Um, so there's a lot of keyboards out there that claim to be touch sensitive. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, keyboards being touch sensitive, I have a Logitech G810, which is touch sensitive. This means that um, basically I can push down my S key halfway, like barely tap it, and it'll still register that S. So that means when it comes to quick reaction time, I don't have to press it all the way down for something to happen. It'll happen immediately. Um, so that that's a really great feature um, when it comes to keyboards. Um, so when I say touch sensitive, I don't mean like if I press down my S a little bit, then it'll move me back slower. Obviously, that's not how that works, but it just depends on how far down do you have to push the key before that will input, which is an important thing in gaming. So, you know, all of the big brands, Corsair, Alienware, Logitech, will usually have this feature, so you don't really have to worry about it if you're buying a high-end keyboard. But if you're buying a lower-end mechanical keyboard, maybe by Red Dragon or something, keep your eyes out for that. Um, it it's, in my opinion, um, one of the most important parts of a gaming keyboard. Right. Um, and another thing, another fairly big difference between the Cherry uh, MX Browns and Reds is that the Browns are going to be a good amount quieter. Um, mm, so they're yeah. going to have a lot of that, a lot less of that loud click, um, which is why you'll notice different keyboards sound different because they're using different switches. So that's not a huge factor. It's not like a 30 decibel difference, but... Um, it's a little bit of a difference, so you know if you're right, streaming, you might just you decide if you're in a public place where people are using desktops, buy the Browns or something, you know. Right. Um. So let's go ahead and get into the uh, keyboard. So our low end option, this is an Amazon Choice pick. It's called the NPET K10. This is a very cheap keyboard, twenty two dollars. Um, plastic case, non customizable RGB lights. It's a it is a membrane keyboard. Um, at this price, mm. you're pretty much only going to get membrane keyboards. So less response time, but it's uh, they say that it feels similar to a mechanical keyboard. Um, pretty much all membrane keyboards say that, but you know it has good reviews. It's overall a good keyboard. It's not going to be anything crazy, but for that price, you know that's what you're going to get. Right. So so moving up, we've got the Alienware AW768 keyboard, which is actually the keyboard that I use. Um, plastic case, but it's a very durable plastic case. It's no, it's not like soft crap that's going to break instantly. It has Cherry MX Brown switches, so as said, that's a little bit quieter than, uh, red switches, which I enjoy. Customizable RGB lighting, um, it has that touch sensitive that we were talking about earlier. And 
it's it's a great keyboard. Um, I really I really enjoy using it. It's honestly, it's a really good size and it looks metal. It has a really metallic look, which I really enjoy. I know not all the people like that, but it's just a really solid keyboard. Um, another thing to note, if you're really thinking about getting into competitive gaming, um, different switches have different activation pressures. So, you know, um, some switches are might take 40 grams of force to push down while others only take 20. So right. look into that, feel different keyboards. Cause normally if you go into like Best Buy, they have keyboards on display, feel heavier versus lighter switches and make a decision on that because that'll really help you out. Right. And then the next keyboard we're going to talk about is the Logitech G810. And I think you've had a little bit of experience with that, right? Right. So the Logitech G810 also same price as the Alienware one. It's about a hundred bucks, 110, depending on where you get it. Um, but the thing that makes the G810 stand out is that it has the custom Romer G switches um, by Logitech. These switches, as Grayson was talking about, they have a lower, um, you know, you don't have to apply so much force, uh, so they're way easier to press. Uh, you know, you, they uh, you can roam across the keyboard much easier. Um, touch sensitive. They have full RBG, and it also includes, you know, all of the features in the Logitech gaming software. So there's, you can customize literally every key. Um you know, the, the plastic, it's it's all plastic, but very high-quality plastic. Um, the keys will last you forever, you know, all around. It's a great keyboard. It's got a volume slider. You know, there's not much more to say about a keyboard. Right, and I would say that the Logitech G810 and the Alienware AW768 are very comparable. Um, uh, in my opinion, there's nothing that stands out, one versus the other. You know, they both have... You know, one has Cherry MX uh, red, one has Cherry MX brown, um, and a lot of that comes down to, uh, you know, just what you like in your keyboard. So I would say, if you're looking for a good keyboard but don't want to drop a ton of money, those are two very good keyboards. Um, they're fairly common keyboards too, so they'll probably have them at Best Buy. Go, you know, go feel them out, see which one you like better. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I do, I do know the Alienware keyboard is a little bit bigger. Um, I personally like big keyboards, but the Logitech G810 is a little bit smaller. Um, right. So that's kind of personal decision and then the last keyboard we're going to talk about and this is the keyboard of keyboards um this is very very often used by professional gamers it's the corsair k95 keyboard um this comes in at 150 dollars. it has cherry rx speed switches which um have lighter activation pressure they're really light activation pressure which um can be good if you're if you you know on high skill cap games uh corsair uh, all of their gaming gear is very high quality. Um, there's nothing that they make that's like cheap, crappy plastic. You know, this is a all metal right. keyboard, customizable RGB lighting, 114 keys. Um, there's, it's a very good keyboard. Um, there really aren't any downsides to it aside from price. And yeah, it's just a really solid keyboard. Cool. So, um, so let's go ahead and move on to mice. When it comes to mice, there's a couple different factors. Uh, you know, you've got you've got side buttons, which can be important depending on the game you're playing. Um, it also really depends on personal preference. This is a huge one where we can't just tell you go with this mouse because people like heavier mice, uh, lighter mice, depending on its length. Um, DPI is important to an extent. You're gonna want something that can go low DPIs and high DPIs, but you know when they advertise. You know, eight thousand DPI. You're never going to be using eight thousand. Um, Hopefully. And then <laughs> there's the choice of wired versus wireless. Um, and you know, my personal preference is wired. I would say response time is usually better on a wire, just because it's plugged straight in. But there are some uh, wireless mice advertised, which can be fine. They're usually more expensive. Um, and then 
on the really the higher end of mice, uh, there's customizable weights, so you can take weight out and of the mouse and put it in depending on how heavy you like it. Um, so it, it just depends on price point for that. So uh, some examples: the Corsair Iron Claw RBG mouse is about forty bucks. It's wired, of course. Uh, it's got seven customizable buttons, um, which include side buttons and uh, buttons up top where the uh, scroll wheel is. Uh, obviously, you can't weight change. Um, it advertises 200 to 18,000 DPI. Again, you're really never going to be using more than 1,600 right. DPI. Uh, and it's got fairly good reviews. Um, and then you've got a really popular mouse up at the $60 range, uh, the Logitech G502, used by a lot of people. It's a very nice mouse. Um, it's wired. It advertises 200 to 16,000 DPI. Uh, this one actually has seven customizable buttons, or sorry, 11 customizable buttons. Um, so that's nice. It just depends. I personally don't like hotkeying my keys on my mouse. I do it all on my keyboard, but some people do. Uh, it's got a lot of different weight options, and people say that overall, you know, no matter your hand size, it's a pretty good feel. And right. the last one. Uh, um, I have personal experience with the G502. That's actually what I'm using right now. Um, and it's my favorite mouse I've ever used just because it's got, it's a pretty low profile mouse. It's a longer gaming mouse than what I'm used to, but I really enjoy that. Um, and to me, probably the most important thing in a mouse, aside from good feel, um, is weight options because I like heavy mice. Um, but with all the weight out, it's very light with all the weight in, it's really heavy. So it's a really good gaming mouse. Um. I've never had any troubles with it. I've, you know, I've used it for a good amount of time. It's fallen off my desk before. It's taken a beating just from, you know, getting scared in Counter Strike or something like that. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a good it's a good mouse, and I would recommend it to pretty much any gamer out there. Um, I believe you can get it in left and right hand configuration. I might be wrong on that, but I I'm pretty right. sure you can. And also, Logitech is a very good brand, especially for mouse and for keyboard. Sure, yeah. They're a really reliable brand. So, our and that comes in at about sixty dollars. Um, and then our high-end gaming mouse is the Logitech G nine hundred three Lightspeed. This is a hundred and ten dollar mouse. Hundred and ten dollar mouse. Um, it is wireless, but it has a. It comes with a a pad, a you know, a mouse pad that charges it wirelessly. So, it's it's a wireless mouse that doesn't use batteries. Basically, um, right, eventually it'll you'll have to overnight or whatever. Right. So it has. And advertised 180 hours of battery life, but because it's constantly charging, you're almost never going to have to stop using it. Um, it's a similar shape to the G502. It's got 11 customizable buttons, 100 to 16,000 DPI. Um, good feel, customizable weight. You know, if you want that that extra mouse, you could spend the extra $50 on it, but personally, I would stick with the G502 um, just because you don't really need a wireless gaming mouse. I will say... Right. It can be nice for, um, you know, if you're playing a game where you're moving your mouse a lot, let's say that you have really low DPI on something like Counter-Strike, it is nice, you know, because the wire won't get caught, but I've played, you know, I have like 300 hours in Counter-Strike, and I've only gotten my uh, my wires stuck like once, so it's not, a, right. I don't, to me it's not a big deal, to you it might be, but if you don't need that that wireless, I would just go with the 502, it's still an extremely good mouse. All right, so uh, to finish up, we're going to end here with headsets. Um, arguably, 
the most important and also arguably the least important. Um, so when it comes to headsets, the biggest thing is um, you're going to want HD audio or surround sound uh, for gaming so that you can hear footsteps and a lot of games that's super important. So uh, that just means, you know, it'll direct the sound to where it would be if you were actually there. So that's a big, that's really important. Um, and luckily, uh, a lot of cheaper headsets are incorporating that into their um, headsets. So it's not it's not like a big thing like, ooh, well, if it's actually going to be like that, I have to pay $100. Um, so it's really just the feel and comfort of headphones that is going to control the price. Um, so you might also want one with a built-in microphone if you don't have an external one. Um, one that'll just be on the headset is way more convenient. Uh, so I'll start off with the first one. Uh, the cheapest one is the Razer Kraken X Lite. Uh, it's, it's $40. You know, it's your average one. People say it's fairly uh, comfortable. It's got a plastic frame, um, which is to be expected at that price point and a lot of price points. Um, it's wired um, with a fairly cheap uh, microphone. It's not going to sound amazing or anything, but, you know, it'll be what you can use to communicate. Um, it's really light, so that can be less stress on your head or your ears. Um, they advertise noise canceling, not sure how great that is. Um, there's no audio control from the headset, and there's also no RGB lights, but that's not a huge deal. Right. Um, so the next option is the Corsair Void RGB. Um, as we've already said, Corsair makes very reliable, uh, gaming headsets, so, um, it's of, it, I use this headset, it's a rely it's a really good headset. It is a pretty heavy headset. I personally enjoy heavier headsets, um, but if you don't like it, it's probably, if you don't like weight, it's probably not the one for you. But it comes in both wired and wireless configuration. The wired configuration is $85. The wireless configuration is $65. Um, I have the wired version. It's really comfortable. It has a mostly plastic frame, but does have some metal on it on the parts that are going to be taking the most stress. It has a couple of RGB lights. They're very noise-canceling. And it does have a non-detachable mic. Uh, and it has some audio control on the headset, so it has a mute button and a audio control button, so you can turn uh, the sound up, up and down without actually touching your computer. But um, yeah, it's a really solid headset um, for a pretty decent price. I mean, sixty to eighty-five dollars isn't a terrible price. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for the Corsair Void RGB. Yeah. Um, so the next one, uh, when you get into this one hundred dollar price range. It really, really is an area where you want to choose what you want. Um, you can go with an advertised gaming headset like the HyperX Cloud Alpha. This is actually a headset I see used a lot um, with streamers and stuff. You know, it's simple. It's a nice headset. Uh, works fine. You know, aluminum, uh, aluminum frame. Extremely comfortable. It's got noise canceling. Works with basically every console and computer. Uh, detachable mic. And it has an audio control function. Uh, so, you know, it's fine. Um, if you're really getting into gaming and you want, you know, that surround sound and that I know where everyone is and you can hear everything really well, um, you might also consider a pair of studio headphones. So not advertised for gaming, but they're still really great. Um, one of the, one of a, a headset that I see used a lot and uh, has very high ratings from a very trusted brand, Audio-Technica, is the MX-50s or the MX-40s. Um, I have the MX-40s. It's a studio headset. Um, I used it for music for a long time, but it's great. It's got very good lows, mids, um, but the MX-50 is also regarded as an amazing headset. It's got better bass. Um, so if you like listening to music, that's also good, but it'll do 
everything you need. If you're worried at all about not being able to hear certain sounds, you know, these headsets, these studio headsets from any of these big companies like Audio-Technica um, or, you know, any other audio uh, company that's trusted, obviously, um, they're definitely going to do the job for you. You just have to keep in mind they're going to be 80 to 100 bucks, right? Right. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up for PC peripherals. Um, obviously, the examples we gave are just ones that we've either seen used or used personally or just look like good options. So, you know, maybe do some research, find something that's good for you. Um, there's, uh, there were, we gave a pretty good amount of cheap, medium, and high-end uh, things, so you should be able to find something. But I would say, personal opinion, if you're going to put, if you just want to have a fun gaming experience, put your money in the monitor and a mouse that feels good. But if you really want to, uh, to game at a competitive level, I would definitely put the money in your, uh, your keyboard, mouse, and headset more than your monitor. Right. Just because then you'll get quicker response times, etc. Um, specifically the keyboard and headset. But that's pretty much going to do it for this list. I hope you all enjoyed the uh, the podcast. Don't forget to check out our Discord and our YouTube channel because that really helps us out. And let us know what we could be doing better. We always appreciate feedback or ideas for episodes. So thanks yeah. for listening and have a good day.